0: hello listener welcome to area de rigore that is adr your weekly dose of culture your weekly dose of syria and we are back after a week's absence of of max not getting enough sleep and losing his tooth or or whatever just blame max everyone for all of our um 109 listeners <laughs>
1: yeah last week was not good for me uh, a lot of work and then i got some problem with uh With a tooth. Uh, Yeah, right. You just fell asleep.
0: Don't lie. Tell the people. All right.
1: All right. All right.
0: No, 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 he did uh, have a tooth. I
1: I could, I could barely speak, but yeah, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back.
0: And Calcio is back. And there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots to get through today. Um, Let's start off straight off the bat with your team. it's very, very hard to not talk about Juventus right now as a topic. We'll get into the Champions League games, the the ones that have been already, because this is Wednesday that we're recording this, uh Wednesday afternoon. Um so the so some of the fixtures are, are yet to play, obviously Napoli yet are yet to play, but Juve lost last night uh to Maccabee Haifa. Milan two, Juve nil. Um what what did we think of the game, Max?
1: Um i mean it's it's hard not to to speak about how honestly bad Juve were uh, yeah. they they started out kind of they, they
0: started out okay right the first yeah. 20 i'd say the first 20 minutes strangely yeah, it, enough it, they had some i think counterattacks but i think that was the plan that was the when milan were were building up in a 3-1 because obviously feye Hernandez goes into midfield yeah the the plan was literally just uh, go long to Vlahovic. Hopefully he'll knock it down. The odd times he did, and then they got a counter attack in. So they were releasing Quadrado who was joining in because sometimes they'd have a three v three, and that was probably their best chance of the game. quadrado shot saved by Tata. No, sorry, it wasn't saved by Tata. It just went wide. And yeah. another time, basically Quadrado cut cut in and as a, as a cutback. But but then from then on, the game just felt like Milan's really, apart from like the first twenty twenty five minutes. Um,
1: I I was surprised about. I mean, it's a game that historically means a lot for both clubs, and Ju- Juve were so kind of lackluster. Uh, they didn't really look bothered in the from the like 20 minutes on. There yeah. was no like fighting spirit or or anything. To be honest, it was just like letting Milan do what they wanted.
0: It it was a change of formation from Pioli, so it's four three three. Fabrega has come in now. Do we think that that was a reaction to Chelsea? Or do we think that's a reaction because he just doesn't have the the players? Again, Again, he's got injuries. Or I, I think it's a bit of both. He was rotating. Obviously, I think Charles de Cattellaro came in for criticism uh, for his performance against Chelsea. I'm not really sure why. I think he's been absolutely fine and will continue to grow. Yeah, um,
1: but uh, Pioli spoke about it like he... He wanted so when Milan were building play they played uh three four three uh with Teo Hernandez moving up in into kind of a central midfield role. And Piola yes. said he, it was because he wanted uh Rafaleo and Brahim Diaz on the wings because they are better one one v one. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the main uh, uh reason why why he chose this formation um he said. Uh but I, as as we can see, I think it worked out well. Uh, Brahim Diaz looked honestly better uh out wide than he this done uh in kind of a Trequartista or a number ten role this mm. season. Um and he scored a great goal
0: was a diminutive run, a really good run from like basically the halfway line. It was a really good goal. I thought it was funny that Pioli at the end of the game said, why the hell did you take your shirt off? Because he, he took his shirt off and got a yellow card. But obviously, yeah. I think Pioli's pretty aware that like, oh, my squad isn't the biggest. For some reason, Milan still have injuries uh, and I need everybody because we have a game every three days because it feels like it's the COVID season. Um, I think there was a spell where Milan had four corner kicks Sort of in about 10 to 15 minutes, you've defended every single one of them extremely poorly. Like, extremely yeah. poorly. The first goal comes because they just, it clears the first man. It shouldn't really clear the first man. There's a bit of a melee in the box, for to tomorrow, and it's a goal. Um, I think, in yeah, that because period, honestly,
1: the first goal is a bad corner. It's from a TV bad, numbers.
0: bad corner. There was a couple of good, decent corners where Milan were threatening. They took a short corner. I think it was maybe Liao that hit the post. Yeah and I then think... uh, leao i think they they were just they, they were just getting the ball to leao more in the first, like sort of after the first 20 minutes where you were pretty okay they they just started getting leao on the ball more Theo Hernandez in midfield was causing problems as well Pobega, if if needs be was dropping back to stop the counter attack uh yeah. and like you said brahim on the on the wings was pretty effective
1: and uh... Honestly I, I have to give some praise to because uh, Matteo Gabbia stepped in, uh and Pierre Kalulu started as a right back. Um uh, and I think both against Juve and against Chelsea now in the Champions League, Gabbia doesn't set a set a foot wrong. He mm. he's been great these two games. Um lost some duels uh against Chelsea last night, but his overall his timing and his actions were really good. Um so he, he deserves some credit too and uh, he stepped in really well
0: I think it's important as well, Milan have thrived in the face of, I don't know how many times I've said it on this podcast but I don't care, I'll say it again, I've thrived <laughs> in the face of adversity, I think yeah. it's the biggest strength to Pioli's Milan team, they've had players come in and do a job or be really good when they maybe have not been first on the team sheet they'll yeah. have Utility players come in uh, and play sections of 5 to 10 games where they probably didn't expect to play them, but they've come in and done a really, really good job. Gabby is certainly one of them. Um, Maybe a Balotore is another, or the utility man of the century, rather, Kroonich is another. Uh, He's played everywhere. Yeah, literally absolutely everywhere. CDM, Cam, left wing. Um, I think he had a foray up front at some point as well. Uh, so uh, Gabi is basically an example of the utility men that AC Milan possess.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, honestly, I, I I thought the same against Maccabi Haifa for you uh, uh, that without Dusan Vlaovic and Juan Calderado, I they don't really have an offensive edge going no.
0: forward. Those, those are the two been Pretty good. I think Milik as well has had some of it a surprising turn. To start his Juve career, yeah, uh,
1: but do you, do you know what? I I I agree with you that that Milik has been very good, but um, Allegri kind of has him in a role where he steps down and links play, where I think he does more damage up front
0: with Vlaovic Hmm. He he had to he had to come on last night because when well, De Maria got injured, like another another loss for Allegri. Leandro Paredes was playing, Rabio was playing. McKenny played again. There's like... I mean, we're getting on to Juve now. We kind of have to talk about Juve. There's people in the camp, there's players in the camp that aren't happy with him. There's a ton of fans who aren't happy with him. It doesn't look good at all for Allegri. And then Agnelli came out last night and said he's going to stay as the Juventus manager.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's quite interesting, this, because I... I spoke to, uh, because I work for, for Swedish TV4. Oh, do you? Uh, you haven't mentioned yeah, that a
0: hundred times?
1: Yeah, and we <laughs> 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 uh, and, and we have the rights to Champions League here, so we had people at the stadium um, last night. Uh, and they were kind of saying that the the biggest displeasure now in Juve is with Agnelli, because he's the madman who continues to give allegri the the chances and he's the madman who's kind of failed with the the last what is it three managers since allegri left uh, last time and mm. so i don't know um the 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 problem goes deeper than allegri i think uh but obviously he's kind of the the source of it right now but th- there's so much more problems at with than, than only Max Allegri
0: yeah I mean losing 2-0 to Maccabi Haifa is a disastrous result they're yeah, not they, getting past they, it it's it's disastrous
1: they weren't even better
0: yeah no they they, they deserve to lose
1: yeah Um, but yeah I mean when when you look at this Juve squad, it's, it's I don't know, it's just below the standard they should have.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of conjecture there's going to be around Juve and the new manager coming in and there's Thomas Tuchel lurking and Mauricio Pochettino is still out of a job, but Ultimately, and Yelli is getting it in the neck from a lot of Juve supporters, which I find strange, not strange, but like he, this this guy has been through thick and thin with Juve. He was the one who was the chairman or involved in the club when they went down to City B. He's overseen some really, really successful tenures for them, but it could just be that football has passed that, um, allegory now. They've got a lot of injuries. Look, we'll have to caveat. They've got probably two of their best players out. Their biggest summer signing is injured and out and probably won't play till January. But till then, there's, uh, I think, a month left of football. They just have to... Allegri is just going to have to keep his head above water till then and then hope that when they come back from injury, things start to work out because they just lack an identity at the minute.
1: They do. And the, um,
0: One I of the are. best things before when Allegri... like Allegri has been in a Champions League final six years ago, I want to say. Was it six years ago? Five years yep. ago. It was five, five years ago. In 2017, Robert. right? Yes, in 2017. Yep. In those five years, yes, football has evolved because it evolves every single year and it's an ever-changing game and data has come into it and stats have come into it. Um, but the best thing about him back then was he was extremely flexible tactically and he was really, really good in big games. In, in That's why Juve won certain knockout games that they probably shouldn't have. Um, when they got to the final against Barcelona, they knocked out Real Madrid in the semis when nobody expected them to. But that was built on a on the back of players like Marquisio, uh, probably Pogba in his prime, Tevez, Alvaro Murata was really good under him for that period. Um, things have got to change and fast and he needs results and fast. But it's very hard to get them if you don't have players on board and if the fans all hate you because there was a lot of there was a lot of people that actually backed Juve for the title this year do you remember
1: yeah like, yeah tons
0: uh, because th- like the same th- the same thing happened last year where they all doubted allegri at the start when i i, I think do you, do you remember there was that famous clip of like Cellini and allegri on the side when they when they were losing to i think salernitana is that right or sassuolo one of the two. And yeah. they were just saying non esquadra. They had a horrible start. They managed to turn it around. Not by like any, not by adapting any different tactics or style of play, just by being solid and getting the odd goal in there like Allegri did. So I think Agnelli is just hoping upon hope that that happens again. But this is just different.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it says quite a lot that... Um, when, like last night, when, when Juve needs um fresh legs off the bench or something to make a change, they they throw in Mattias Sole or Fabio Miretti. Yeah. Uh, I mean those those are promising players, but they're not players who will go in and make a change right right now. Uh, so they kind of lack the depth as well right now. Uh, and like Federico Chiesa and, and Paul Pogba, they can't come back soon enough
0: for Juve. It's quite eye opening though that Agnelli Basically went straight to the press conferences after and said, "Yeah, look, listen, he's not going anywhere." Uh, yeah. Or like Fabrizio Romano tweeted that same night saying, "Yeah, Allegri's staying." Do you know what I mean? Just because I know as as a after a contentious result like that, it was either going to be Juve are furious with him and he's going to be sacked very soon, but it was a very public backing. Um, I yeah. don't know how many results Allegri can take of this though. They're probably out of the Champions League for for sure. Yeah. They... Uh,
1: now it's a matter of if they will make the Europa League.
0: I think they need two wins and they need Benfica to lose both. Which is just not going to happen.
1: No. I think that they might even lose against Benfica at home. Yeah.
0: Because no. uh,
1: Benfica are, are a strong team.
0: They're in danger of maybe not even going to Europa League. Yeah. He's In the last six months, Allegri has played 17. He's won four games four games that's just it's crazy to me it this is it's turning into humiliation humiliation very quickly um so i don't know maybe it's a public declaration last night of yeah listen he's staying because he is biding his time and now fielding interviews for managers and coaches you must do you must do this is not as as a business as a business decision if a manager is doing poorly, you start already thinking of Plan B, Plan C, Plan D alternatives. Yeah, they they must be talking to some managers at some point, yeah, because they're not. and isn't just sitting around going, Allegri going to get through this. That is it. They're surely talking to some managers. So who who is going to come in? I've mentioned Tuchel. I've mentioned Pochettino. Um...
1: I, honestly, my my kind of guess is that. Tuchel will come in. I think that uh, he would be the right manager for, for Juve uh, at this time. Uh, he came in at quite, quite a similar time for Chelsea and turned them around and won the Champions League. Um, so I think that he would be a good fit for Juve right now, but then again there, there's also this rumour that Juve really can't afford to fire.
0: No, Max he Lennie. can't because he is on 9 million a year. He's the yeah. he's one of the highest paid managers in the league. I think is he second or first? I, I think he's
1: honestly uh among the top in the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I think that
1: like Conte um is up there. Um yeah. Anyways, he he's among the top earning managers in the world and they there's a rumor that they can't afford to fire him.
0: They 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 can't. I mean, it's probably not a rumor even. They, they just they can't afford to to fire him because he's on nine million euros a year.
1: Yeah, we should remember that this is Juve who were already taking big losses annually mm. uh, since the since the pandemic.
0: I mean, this Juve quickly did a U turn on the two tenures that they were going for Piala and Sari. You know, oh no no, we don't have time for this. yeah, yeah we just want to win again. If they had a st- stuck out a years more with Pedler or a years more with Sari, this is this team would probably have looked a bit better now.
1: It, just to take an example, this Juve could be could have been this year's Lazio if they just stuck around with with, Sarri with for, Sarri, Yeah, but I mean there was other a, things because he's,
0: he's an incredibly stubborn manager in terms of principles of, principles of pay and play pay, um, and he, there was other things like he didn't like wearing a suit because <laughs> that's just so Maurizio Sarri. Um But yeah, we, we, we've talked a lot about Juve. Just, <laughs> and the funny thing is private. that he,
1: he's an old bank man, bank worker, and he yeah, th- wasn't bet, like yeah. wearing a suit.
0: But he got plenty of smoke breaks on that bank job. So yeah, yep. Sorry, I would like to mention Sarri without mentioning the cigarettes, but it is just really interesting. Anyway, yep. we've talked plenty of Juve, Milan. Let's talk the crosstown rivals. 2-1, yes. a hard-fought victory for Inter. Inter 2, Sassoulo 1. Um, Inter picked up two really, really important wins after Inzaghi was probably under an, an enormous amount of pressure as well. The, 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 sort of, the walls weren't caving in as much as they were with Allegri, but people were starting to question them.
1: Yeah, uh, first in the Champions League against Barcelona and then now this weekend against Sassuolo. Um, Sassuolo did all right.
0: Yes, yes. I think the, they scored the first goal as well and they were creating quite a bit of chances because basically Denzel Dumfries was pushing up high. I know he needs to push up high because obviously uh, Inter need that wide outlet. But when they were doing that, it, it meant that sort of Fratezi could ghost in in the centre and play either lo, um, I think L'Oriente, is this right? L'Oriente? Am I saying that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they their their winger.
0: Yeah, they could play Loriente wide and then cross it in for for Pinamonti, which is kinda how the goal happened. The yep. the equalizer. Fratesi sort of starts to move off. And I don't know why interplayers were they basically stopped because they were appealing at the referee.
1: I I don't know. I can't remember what happened uh, right Oh
0: well that the... helps a lot. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but basically the goal starts uh, Sassuolo's equalizer to, to Zecco because Fratesi takes a free kick um, I think Barella and another interplay are sort of up in arms and they just sort of stop and the move comes back round to Fratesi who ghosts in behind Bastoni who just didn't see him
1: no exactly uh, a great cross from, from their left backer Rogerio as well
0: yeah uh, it Big win for Inter. They look better in terms of... They look like they were getting back to their sort of Inzagi patient, possession-based style of play that they were good at last year. Um, that I yeah. felt like they were just missing for a couple of games. Especially against Roma, they looked so flat. Even yeah. when everybody would drop deep for the ball, all their midfield three against Roma, Aslani, Hakan, um, Barella, they, they were just devoid of creativity. In this one... It felt like they were re- really utilizing Denzel Dumfries' his wing really well. So, like you've got the you've got both sides. Dumfries is going to push up, and they will gain a lot attacking wise, but they might lose quite a few goals on the counter or, or transitions. But they were clearly looking for DiMarco on the wings as well. Um, and, and Zeko took two goals extremely well. I thought.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, Zeko really showed his class, um, especially at the second goal when he just kind of. Um outsmarts the social defense with its movements and then it just kind of head heads the goal in. Um, but I, I would like to talk about Federico Di Marco. Uh, I think it's been really good this season. And last season he wasn't even spoken about as... It wasn't even a certainty that he would be at the club. Um, but now he's kind of made himself... Uh, that that's you can't bench him
0: yeah i mean and someone needed to step up with perisic leaving
1: yeah and um yeah they they've kind of played him both as a as a to the left in a back 3 and uh, as a left wing back and he's done exceptionally yeah. well at, at both
0: he looks um he looks interchangeable
1: yeah and especially he's very very smart with his ball playing ability um great at starting attacks from the back end, and kind of breaking lines from the from the from their own defense and that's a great asset for, for Inter to have.
0: Yeah. I think the the fullbacks in this three five two system going ahead for the rest of the, the rest of the season on the basis of this Sasula game as well look as though they're gonna be one of the key outlets for for Inter to score goals basically. I think Del- yeah. all the dangerous attacks came from Denzel Dumfries crossing it in. So, like you had the first chance in the the first half, where Martinez should have scored, really, um, and that comes because Dumfries was bombing bombing away on a counter attack.
1: Yeah, because from from the central, I mean, we know that uh, Nicola Barella can he can kind of create chances and score on his own, but uh, they've they've lacked that creativity from from Hakan and you know. So, To a certain extent, uh, Brozovic as well. Uh, So, uh, DiMarco and uh, Dumfries has really stepped up in in that kind of uh, not crisis, but um,
0: probably mini crisis. Yeah, yeah. Mini mini crisis. How do we see their Champions League prospects? Inter. They. I mean, a lot kind of hinges on tonight, actually.
1: Yeah, they play Barcelona tonight at the Camp Nou. Um, So, I I think it will be a tough game for Inter because Barca will kind of... It feels like they have a bone to pick from from last week. Um, And I think they are really motivated and and they're a tough team to face at home. Yeah, Uh, So... Yeah, especially,
0: especially with that contentious that Pedri goal that was disallowed last week for the handball, a little yeah. dubious, just a little dubious, a little dubious, a little dubious.
1: Um, yeah, but overall, I I think that Barcelona will take the second the second spot today in that group because mm. I mean, it, Bayern will win it. Who says? I I say.
0: Okay. Okay, are you right? <laughs> No, it probably will be Bayern. Um, they're doing a lot better in the Champions League than they are in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah. I think it hinges on both teams playing Bayern, though, that both teams have to play Bayern. So it depends on who's going to get a result there. And I think it will be Barca. Barca have had a really, really strange like Champions League campaign where they played really, really well against Bayern, created tons of chances, didn't score. I thought they played well last week, too. Um. They just again the Pedri goal was disallowed, didn't score, created plenty. Um, but what what do you see as the game plan tonight for Inter? Because it it felt like they had to defend their asses off last week.
1: Yeah, I think that they kind of have to be organized, middle and... middle
0: to low blockish.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very organized and high disciplined because Barcelona will have the possession and kind of. Um, play their their style of football. Um, so I think that Inter will have to seize the opportunity they get Um kind of be very alert on the counters. Uh, that That's what I'm thinking at least.
0: Yeah. Bas- I mean, basically score goal Golan kind of defend like the way they did last week.
1: Because exactly.
0: if, they, if they get a result tonight it's going to be extremely hard for Bar- for Barca to qualify even if it's a draw.
1: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, then Barca will have to beat both the uh, Pilsen and Bayern. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they will beat Bayern. And um, Victoria Pilsen then that might that will probably be enough for them to advance into the uh playoffs.
0: It's talk Napoli 4-1 against Cremonese. Gio Simeone is welcoming in clutch. Clutch.
1: Yeah, this this is um the second time in a brief short brief amount of time that he's coming clutch, he scored a winner against uh, against Milan as well at, at the San Zero. and now he scored a winner away against Cremonese. Um so <laughs> yeah, it it seems like every every offensive signing that they've made this season is paying off.
0: Yeah, I mean there was a lot of I think questions about Gio Simeone coming into Napoli to seeing whether he could do it for a big team. But everybody knew that he just wasn't going to play every minute because obviously Victor Osiman's there. He's been injured and stuff, but then they also signed Giacomo Raspadori, But it's worked out sort of in his favour. So you have a fast, dynamic forward who can come in and bag you a goal. And yeah. he's just he's just continued his form. And he just looks extremely happy when he scores. Like, really, really, really happy. Like, he just loves being at a club like Napoli and scoring for them. Um, The the attacking depth that they have, that they can call upon, is, like, second to none.
1: Yeah. They have, like, Chucky Lozano, who's barely playing.
0: But they have... They can call upon their attacking depth, but they can call upon it as in they don't have to change the way they play when they, when they change things. It's still, if you take off a Zelinski, you can bring on a Politano or I think Politano started in this one, so you can bring on a, a Chucky Lozano. But it's still like all three of those forwards, they're interchangeable and they're very mobile and they'll rotate positions up front um, with Nguisa sort of joining in so they can still play that one-touch, two-touch football that they like to do.
1: Even with Anguissa, when, when they don't play him, they haven't belay.
0: He's a massive, massive threat going forward, in Guisa, Like massively. Yeah. He will drive into the hearts of like Italian teams' defenses, but also has a mean shot on him.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's a massive threat in the in the aerial game as well.
0: I think I'm gonna go on a limb here, but they're one of my favourite pivots in the world. They're one of the best, best midfield pairs in the world at the moment, Lubocco and So They complement each other so, so well.
1: Yep. Yep, they do. Um, that That's kind of the, uh, the foundation of, of how how this Napoli team can be so good offensively because of that pivot.
0: A lot of people are talking about them now in the Champions... Like a lot of the casuals are talking about them now in the Champions League. I don't... Look... I loved that they battered Ajax. I don't think that, uh, that, you know, they're very good. They're extremely well-trained. Ajax made so many mistakes, though, last week. Like, yeah. so many. You have nothing to say about that? It just yeah, yeah I, I
1: said that I agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just going to have to talk to myself again. but um... oh, Okay,
1: no, 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 no. I, I said that I agree, and... Uh... They face they face again tonight, um, this time at uh, the Diego Armando Maradona. Uh, I think it would be very tough for Ajax to win. Uh, just look what Napoli did against Liverpool at, at their home ground. So, yeah, it would be, be a fun game to watch because I've enjoyed both Ajax and Napoli this season. But, yeah, I think Napoli is too strong.
0: It's an it was it's an interesting group, but it'll basically be wrapped up if Napoli and Liverpool win tonight.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: but like it should be, they are a lot of people's dark horses and sort of like favourite team to go through now, though, which is interesting because they're playing some gorgeous, gorgeous football, build out from the back, possession based, and then as the ball goes forward, their sort of three up front can. Sort of interchange and rotate, but like it's always one touch, two touch football when they get up there. It's like yep. fast and dynamic, and they can make runs in behind. Um, the go the 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 move for he didn't score, but you know Raspadori's the, the shot that he had against Cremonese, that basically yep. started from Kim at the back, moved its way over to Labocca, Labocca got pressed by I think three or four players, passed it to Nguisa, Nguisa and Dombale, found Raspadori. I think he hit it straight at the keeper. But it was a lovely, lovely move.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I gotta say I've been very very impressed with Kim as well uh, I haven't, I hadn't yeah. heard about him before before he was signed uh, but he's just stepped in and completely replaced uh, Koulibaly uh, you barely even notice that Koulibaly is gone because Kim is so dominant
0: it looks incredibly dangerous from set pieces now all of a sudden yeah, Mar- Mario uh, Rui is I didn't realise he could swing in a ball so well till this, till this season the The goal, like Cholito's goal, comes from that they're all still in the box, uh, and then it goes back to him, and he just swings it into the back post. There's a lot of either back post or near headers for for Napoli this year. I, I should get a stat out of how many headers they've scored. Seems like a lot.
1: To be fair, I think that Mario Rui has up to up to this game this season because I I haven't seen him this good before. Um, it just feels like every player as an individual has stepped up their game for Napoli this year uh, whether it's of offensive player or defensive uh, players uh, they've all been uh, one, two, three levels better than they were last year
0: Yeah, do we think then that they are dark horses for the Champions League?
1: Um, I wouldn't say for the Champions League but definitely for the, for the Scudetto uh, you see how long they they kind of were in the race last year uh and they're even better this year with a bigger depth um and yeah i think they they could really challenge for the title uh they they started out really strong and i think they have the, the ability to keep on going um even if, if you see now Victor Osimhen is out injured and it doesn't even face them
0: no um, it's uh, when when Oseman does come back in though, as well, when you know the season hits the winter or sort of January February, and the attack does slow down because obviously players get tired, they're playing regularly or because they have to play three days, some need rest. Victor Osimon can provide that onus and do what he did last year and basically win you a few games just by yeah. creating goals out of nothing, um, running, running, uh, or chasing down balls into the channel. Taking a few yep. plays on, creating opportunities out of nothing.
1: Yep, uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, now, when it seems like uh, Dybala went off injured for Roma this weekend, uh, Di Maria went off last night. Do you think that Gio Simeone has a place in Argentina's World Cup squad?
0: Interesting. Interesting. I mean, uh, no.
1: I I I Lotoro-Martinez? Yeah, of course. Um, but, I mean, Dibala and Di Maria out are two offensive players out.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's also the strange thing as well. Because if players get injured now, they may be realizing, oh crap, wait, there's a World Cup in a month? Are you asking me? No, I'm not asking you. Of course, the World Cup <laughs> was in a month. I'm, you idiot. I'm saying the players are probably answering them, asking that to himself. Like, Di Maria went off the pitch crying last night.
1: Yeah. So... Uh, Dybala did as well.
0: So, like, the, these... It, it must be so odd to try and play the best you can for your club. Whilst playing three days a week, a lot of these players... And then going, oh, wait a sec, no, I've got the World Cup coming. And for a lot of these players, like Di Maria, I don't think he's going to play in the World Cup ever again. No. So, it's it's an odd odd sort of situation to be in for them.
1: Because I, I thought about this. Um, let's let's say Di Maria and Di Bale is out. Then they have Joaquin Correa, Angel yeah. Correa, Lautaro Martinez, Lionel Messi and Julian Arvarez. I think that Lionel Messi and Julian Alvarez can both play on a wing. Uh Angel Correa can as well. And honestly, with with his current form, I would take um
0: No, I think Gio Simeone will might... get into the squad for sure.
1: Oh, okay, sorry, then I, I didn't
0: No, uh, I just didn't sorry, my bad. I don't I don't think he'll start much, but yeah, no, why not off the bench?
1: Yeah, because I honestly I would rather take him than Joaquin Correa
0: right now. I'm also forgetting that he picks Nico Gonzalez as well.
1: Yeah, but doesn't he go as a midfielder?
0: No, but he plays off the wing. So so some of the games, a lot of what they've been playing is a 4-3-3. Um, and then in midfield, it's been McAllister of, of Brighton fame. Yep. Rodrigo de Paul. And Leandro Paredes. Yep. And then up front, Messi, Julian Alvarez, and Nico Gonzalez. So I can see uh, Alino Messi, Mo- Martinez off the right, Alvarez, and then the midfield of um, that, like I just said, Paredes, De Paul, and McAllister. Then Lisandro Martinez, Cuti Romero, and the two centre backs, and then the fullbacks. I don't know. I'm forgetting them at this point in time.
1: Yeah. Montiel.
0: Name, name an Argentinian fullback. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Montiel, now in Perez.
0: Tagliafico? Uh, yep. Yeah. Who does he play for?
1: I, no, Leon. He sent for Leon this summer.
0: Oh, yeah. Who does um, Malo Augusto play for? Is he Spanish, Malo Augusto? Uh,
1: I don't know.
0: He's Portuguese. It's... That was a test, Matt.
1: Okay. I, I, anyway, I, I love Malo
0: Gusto. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting... Um, it's certainly an interesting one.
1: And they also have Enzo Fernandez, who is doing really well. At yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Let's uh, let's see. Some interesting An- things.
1: Anyways, that was just a thought I had. Um,
0: we'll keep it to yourself uh, next time. Okay. I'm just joking. Ever I'm, ask I'm you glad you said that. it. <laughs> 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 Arsehole and goat of the week backed by popular demand. That's a great one. That's a great one. We need an opening theme, I think, for ADR. Yep. That I think you, I think you could uh, include that. Especially for this segment. Yes. Uh, The news is there's no assholes of the week. Yay!
1: Yay! I can't find anybody
0: that uh, is assholes of the week, and uh, yeah, that that's the end of that. Max is uh, Max couldn't find anybody either. No. So, we'll just have two goats of the week. Yay. Go ahead, Max.
1: Um my my goat of the week is Gerard Delofiu.
0: Yeah. I, I he's would just fully agree so with So
1: freaking great right now.
0: This Udinese team um relies so much on his creation. There's a yeah. few times where like they'll cuz they they either want to play obviously it's a 3-5-2 system so it's utilizing the fullbacks, get crosses in for Beto or get Beto to Pull out wide from centre and drag defenders out, so then they can he can bring others into play and then they can cross, which is how they score the second goal, sort of from the from the after the corner. But he they rely on him so much for creation, for yep. like threading passes through, for taking players on. He scored from a free kick again uh, at Atalanta uh, against Atalanta at the weekend, and then also gave like this gorgeous little chipped ball through for. Nunezi played to cross and then they could score from it as well. Yeah. It was so audacious.
1: Yeah. And um, he's now second in the, for most assists, only after Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, uh, who has seven. Deo Luffy has a six. Um, that's kind of what um, differentiates this season for him than others. That because, for example, last year and the year before, he he still had a lot of impact for Udinese but he didn't really get the the end product um, and didn't get a whole lot of assists if I can if I can remember correctly um, but this year he already has six assists
0: yeah, yeah, and our other goat uh, you tell me tell you what
1: who is who is your goat of the week? Tell me,
0: Delaffro. Oh. I just told you. Oh, qu- a quick one, by
1: That's
0: the way. Fine, but, but uh, you had Delaffro as well. But anyway, going back to Udinese, Ricardo Sotil is the son of Andrea Sotil. Yeah, which is mad. Which is just yeah, mad. boy. Um, I would like to give that the goat of the week, but I don't think I can. Um, Sergey savic We'll give it to him.
1: Yeah, because he just he's just. Amazing.
0: He is thriving, um, yeah. Under 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 Sari, absolutely thriving.
1: His um, partnership with Mobile is almost unheard of. I mean, the way they two the, those two find each other is mad.
0: I'm just really surprised that someone hasn't bid it for him yet. Yeah. I, I guess the contract runs out in two years now.
1: Um, wait is it also, two years or I think it's two Cause years because the last I, I heard they were looking to
0: expire but it expires in 2024 which means they've got him for another two years
1: yeah and also I want to kind of clarify that when I when I spoke about um, Delefeo earlier I was talking about assists because I know he scored a lot of goals last
0: year but he didn't really get assists yeah now he's doing both. Um, yep. Anyway, we're nice men here, so that's why I'm sure that they'll appreciate it. Going to sleep tonight, Belafour and milinkovic Savage, when they get Goats of the Week on this the podcast. The top two
1: creators in Serie A.
0: That's right. Just like us.
1: Yeah!
0: We're not really, though. No, we're top no. 20, though. We're top 20. <sighs> we're a generous tana.
1: Yep, and that's us being generous.
0: Yep. Listen... Everybody listening, enjoy the Champions League games tonight. We wish all the Italian teams our best. We will see you again next week, hopefully, if Max has got enough sleep, and if his tooth yeah. isn't hurting. Um, please check out all the uh, articles on breakingthelines.com, and follow us on Twitter, because we do not have enough followers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and I also want to say, let's hope that the is, technique is working, because Darnish failed Last
0: week, technique. technique technique. What's that? Are you is that an Audi advert? Dish brush, brush technique. Don't they have a weird like model for their <sighs> advert? Do you, you have to
1: pick on me technique? because English is my third language. Okay, no,
0: your English is awesome. I wasn't hating on your English
1: te- te- technique. Is that a word?
0: No, well, you would you should have said technical, technical
1: issues. Okay,
0: yeah, that's right. Anyway, we should have gone well off the air like a minute ago. <laughs> Yeah, so please follow us on Twitter. An <laughs> uh, area is it an area underscore Derigory? Yep. Or is it just area? It's one of the two. Um, and um, thank you for listening. Whether it's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, or Anchor FM, Anchor all the all the places to get the pods. And uh, we will really appreciate it if you like and share, and occasionally comment with us. We we put out that we weren't we we had technical issues last week. And Max to have a tooth. And nobody replied.
1: Um, and that kind of made us sad. <laughs> but, but we will take it. But uh, anyway, we will
0: see you next week. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Ciao.